0: Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. The Master's Voice can be found in a multitude of platforms, audio and visual, but for purposes of this video, the only one I'm going to mention is the blog itself. I always encourage people that as you go to the Master's Voice prophecy blog and you actually spend time reading these prophecies. If you if you listen to the voice of God spoken in his own words, on his own terms, you will find that over time, it changes you. It brings you into closer relationship with God because it teaches you how to develop an ear for God. The voice of the Lord God is literally lost in today's world. It has gotten swallowed up with very permissive doctrine masquerading as teaching it has gotten swallowed up with lies it has gotten swallowed up with a lot of pride many pastors are operating in pride they are teaching doctrines of men doctrines of demons and their own personal mix And putting it together in a false and a deadly amalgam with the word of God and then telling people that this too is the scripture and this is exactly what God says and this is what God means. What God means is what is written in the Bible. Once you own a Bible and you're actually making an investment of time to read it for yourself, when you hear God speaking prophetic truth, it will not be hard for your ear to tune in and that's because you will already be used to his voice from the word of God. So the. Master's voice can be found at www.the-masters-voice.com. I'm continuing with these prophecies that the Lord brought upon my heart. They're all titled World Politics and these visions were all received. All these prophecies were received from the Lord in one day. So I've I covered Two years ago or three years ago, one of the first, it is called World Politics, America. And then I have covered World Politics, China, World Politics, Russia. And now we are back in the United States with a prophecy titled World Politics, New York. The date I received this prophecy is June the 16th, 2019. And so the word begins with Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 12, which reads, The Syrians before and the Philistines behind... And they shall devour Israel with an open mouth. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And several years ago, I covered quite a few prophecies that God kept bringing up as the banner, as the linchpin, and as the reminder in those prophecies concerning Russia and China. Isaiah chapter nine, in which there is a particular repeating refrain that says, for all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And what this particular sentence is saying is for all this means I have already covered quite a few punishments that I'm going to send against you. I have already listed for you my anger and what I will do to you. But in spite of all that, my anger is not soothed for all this. His anger is not turned away in the biblical days when the Lord brought many, many, many punishments upon a people or upon a person, what the person would say is "Oh, turn away from me. Oh God. Job said that, he said, oh, if only he would turn away from me, that I might have respite, that I might have reprieve. And so I can just basically suffer in silence without further punishments coming upon me. Why is this? Because Job went through some of the most horrific testing that any human being on record has ever, ever endured. And so a person will say, Lord, turn away from me. Even David said this when David was repenting of his own sin. But the Lord says that he's listing punishments for a particular nation in this case, Israel, but now he is sending this message to America. He's listing the punishments that he will bring upon the United States. But he says, my anger is not turned away. So I'm not finished punishing you for the things that offend me about you. My hand is stretched out still. That simply means there is still more that I will do. And so here is the word. There is a cry in the heavens against New York City. This cry is louder even than the cry against San Francisco, another city against which accusations and and cries mount into heaven like smoke. This smoke is the prayers of the righteous joined to the cries of marchers, people who have died willingly, and unwillingly for the cause of Jesus Christ. And the Lord says here that many of those who died unwillingly for the cause of Jesus Christ were children. I see the cries against evil cities for backwardness, witchcraft, evil promotions. This is evil dealings and evil works in the spirit realm and promptings of the devil. And I see many other things that God hates. And these things are rising up like smoke from different countries around the world. But the cries against New York are continuous. They rise and rise like a smokestack whose burning is never satisfied. Until finally I see that the Lord is moved by the many witnesses crying against her to judge her. This city will be burned with fire to answer her burning for sin in the flesh. This is the word of the Lord. And so the vision that the Lord was showing me is that, I was seeing the world basically just spread out, no particular region. And what I was seeing is the righteous people on earth were crying out for God to judge the unrighteous. So they weren't just sitting and complaining like many who call themselves Christians today. No, they were actively making use of the primary gift that God gives all children of his. The right to enter into the presence of God and ask According to his protocols and according to what has been made known to us in scripture to ask for judgment against wickedness to ask for judgment against what God calls the promptings of Satan. The promptings of Satan is the temptations that people give into that lead them into iniquity and then they want to defend the iniquity and say well it's my personal iniquity and who are you to judge me. This has given rise to all kinds of twisted doctrines such as now people are unable to speak against unrighteousness. They see themselves as unable to speak against sin and phrases such as, I don't have a hell to put anyone in or a heaven to put anyone in. Nonsense and tomfoolery has entered the arena of Christianity. So the people of the ancient times in the word of God were able to stand up and with the word of God backing them on ancient scrolls, They could freely say, this is righteousness according to the word of our God. This is unrighteousness. But now in the era of tolerance, soft speech, diversifying and putting lipstick on the pig of sin, people who claim that they are born again now now preface their speaking out against immorality, speaking out against compromise, speaking out against abject wickedness in every corner of the world. They start off by saying things as I love everybody. This is not to judge any particular group. I don't have a hell to put anyone in and a heaven to put anyone in. And in, in such ways, and by such actions, we make the word of God, which is supposed to be a sharp double edged sword. We make it to be of no effect. We want to placate and be friends on all sides, And so we make the Bible toothless because we are cowards. Because of cowardice, the word of God is becoming ineffectual. But God was showing me that there still remains a true remnant that is dressed in the full armor of God. That spend their time in the word of god and they know their rights according to scripture that according to scripture we can stand up and call for god to judge on righteousness because god hates wickedness and so i saw that rising up like smoke sin was rising up in the earth but the cries of righteous people were also going up as a smoke to the lord Asking him not to be slow in judging the wickedness, crying out on behalf of the vulnerable, crying out on behalf of missing children and missing adults, people who are still not accounted for, crying out on account of the fact that here in the United States, almost every night TV is talking about the missing, TV is talking about the gross irregularities in government structures that are hurting many people. TV is talking about a lot of things and the righteous don't fall back and say, but why doesn't God do anything? The righteous engage in prayer. And that prayer was rising up to the Lord, which pleases him. And people were calling on God to judge unrighteousness. But the nation that was being cried out against the most and the city that was receiving the most cries, continuous cries to God, to judge this city was a city of New York. It was rising up like a smokestack. These cries and the burning of that smokestack, as I saw, was never satisfied until God was being moved by many, many voices, many, many witnesses to judge New York city and the judgment that God spoke forth or revealed to me is that New York city will be utterly burned with fire. To answer her burning for sin in the flesh. To have a burning for sin in the flesh means that you have an unstoppable lust to do sin. Another verse that was given to me is Psalms 9 and 12, which reads, When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. And this is also a scripture that I used to bring a lot where God was saying, that for all the blood that has been shed in the United States, whether it is the blood of the unborn, whether it is the blood that is shed as men and women sexually abuse small children, or as people are snatched off the street, and they are sacrificed as part of the never-ending mass sacrifice that takes place in the United States during the entire month of, November, of October, which we are currently in, it is now October, 2023, culminating in what he calls the witch's feast on October the 31st. God says that he will avenge all the blood that has been shed in America and that he will remember it and he will not forget the cry of the humble. It could be the cry of the humble who eventually ends up dead. It could be the cry of the humble's mother who herself is humbly weeping because for the last 21 years, the loss of a husband who was snatched off the street, the loss of a daughter, the loss of a child without explanation. And she has been seeking justice and has not been able to receive it. God says that all that blood will be avenged. And you can read more about that and hear more about that in the two prophecies that are called the end of the way of the wicked. And when I heard that that verse that God says he will pay repay blood that has been shed, this is what I heard. Yes, Abortion and the murder of innocents is their crime. Please listen to what God says against you, New York City. Today I will block off the arteries of the city by the sea. Mystery Babylon, you harlot of harlots, that central pulse that promotes and teaches others to love harlotry. That city called New York has disappointed me like no other. I will block her entrances her arteries until the merchants starve to death until there is no flow in or out of her boweries i will starve her of air i declare this day there will be nothing left of her on the day that i pour out my fury upon her say to new york city this is your sin this is the indictment of the father against you who gives life Who determines breath, the coming and the going of it? Did you invent this thing? Is it you who made life? Indeed, you are fallen, adulterous, blind and wicked, and you cannot hear my voice any longer. I will no longer call after you. You are a lamb that has gone too far to save. I, the Lord abandon you to your fate. And so here the first part of this prophecy where god is saying i'm going to block off all the entrances and all the storehouses of the city by the sea mystery babylon you harlot of harlots that central pulse that now promotes and teaches everyone else to love harlotry god is basically saying that america in general and new york city in particular is the primary source of why sin has polluted the whole earth new york city god says is the central pulse That teaches everybody else about harlotry. Harlotry is not something that God is pleased with. In its loosest term, it is the selling of the female body, or including the selling of the male body, which automatically invites in sexual immorality and promiscuity. Wherever you find harlotry, you will always find gross departure from the ways and the words of God. God says that New York City is a gross disappointment to Him. A city that has disappointed him like no other city. So this means when God sits and considers all the cities of the world, all the nations of the world with their biggest and most famous city, New York City is by far and large the greatest disappointment to God, which means that America is by far and large the nation that has the greatest disappointment to God. And God says that he will block the city off. And this is exactly the same prophecy that was found In what is almost a twin to this one, that prophecy is called world politics, America. And I made that prophecy, I think in 2020, it was the first of the series that I made. And what I saw is that the Lord commanded a siege against America in the heavens. So I saw men come and they were carrying large, almost like trailers or wagons of earth, many men who were actually angels and they came against a city and they surrounded the city and they built up mounds of earth, which is the old style siege mounds. And once you see siege mounds going up against a nation against a city, it means that war is being declared and that place is going to be completely surrounded. It's going to be choked off from outside help. It's going to be choked off from outside trade, outside industry. It's going to be isolated in such a way that whatever it is that you have inside your city, was all you were going to have no one was going to be able to trade with you to bring textiles to bring food to bring in animals to bring in anything you were going to be cut off so that only your water only your food only your agriculture only what your economies could sustain is what you would be left with and whenever you held a siege against a city long enough it was inevitable unless there was some kind of miraculous intervention such as God would usually do for Israel when they repented, sometimes, unless there was some kind of outside intervention, you were all always going to lose. A siege chokes you, a siege cuts you off, a siege isolates you, and it is very, very hard for a city or a nation to fight back when it's in that position. And so God says that he will starve the merchants of New York City to death, which means that trade, industry, commerce, business, everything that you can think of, imports, exports, whatever you want to think of, lifestyle, being a world leader, it is all going to come to a choked off halt. God says he will starve the city of air, which basically is what happens when you choke something and there will be nothing left of New York City, God says, in the day that he pours out fury. And this is the indictment against this city. God is questioning New York and asking who gives life. And you know exactly where this is heading. This is heading to one of New York's unrepented unrepented and worst sins the sin of abortion who gives life God says who determines breath who invented the thing called life he's asking New York City was it you and the obvious answer to that is no God is the one who conceived all human life let us make man he said in our own image and then without any committee, without the Supreme Court, without Roe versus Wade, without anyone's help to determine whether a baby is a legal person, able to get protections under the constitution and under state laws or not without any of these things being necessary god is the one who conceived the life that he called adam god is the one who conceived the life that he called eve god is the one who conceived the process of intimacy by which he told them go forth multiply fill the earth and subdue it so all of these things derive from God so to hear God asking this fornicating and promiscuous city New York City to hear him asking these questions these are just rhetorical questions God knows the answers to all these things is no no I have not created life life does not stem from me I have nothing to do with how life comes upon the earth therefore it does not remain with me as America or New York City to decide Who takes life? Who qualifies to be left alive as an infant, as a fetus, or not? God says that he will no longer call after New York City for repentance. And I have made these things very clear in the prophecies that cover New York. God says, like a lamb that has gone too far to save. So this definitely flies in the face of America's reckless love doctrine, which is that God will always leave the 99 and run after the one. Here is a one in the earth that will no longer be run after and this is from years ago that i have been proclaiming these things god says i will abandon you to your fate what are some of the fates that new york city will be subject to natural disasters That new york city will be subject to floods That new york city will be covered at the very end of her existence and all the buildings will be broken down by what the father called megaton force The prophecy is called Over the Tops of the Buildings. I think that prophecy is from 2021. There's another prophecy talking about the tsunami that will cover New York City and take it ultimately to the bottom of the sea. It is called The Water Will Arise Like a Pencil. So as you're hearing these prophecies, all you need to do is look on the blog itself or simply look on the YouTube channel dashboard. And you write these names down and then you'll be able to find these prophecies and then you'll be able to hear the corresponding witnesses to what I'm speaking for yourself because every prophecy on the master's voice prophecy blog has at least three, but some of them have up to five and 17 and some of them have 20 and 25 witnesses such as the Russia and China prophecies prophecies of Nephilim more than 20 prophecies of aliens at least 18. Once you keep hearing a theme coming over and over, it's settled by the Lord and it's surely going to come. And New York City will be abandoned to multiple fates. Recently, I even brought out from an old prophecy that the Lord says the fate of New York City is to be trampled underfoot by armies. So you definitely know that when this nation is invaded on the East Coast, New York will be one of the places that the Russians and the Chinese will set up camps, set up captivity, That is one of the places that people will be shipped from once the slavery portion of the invasion and the judgment upon America begins. I continue. You have painted the truth in your city of Rome, the heavens touching the earth, finger to finger, and the spark of life jumping from God to man. I think God is referring to some Famous painting that they have over there in Europe where God is pointing his finger and Adam is pointing his finger God is from heaven and Adam is there and then It might be the Sistine Chapel, but I'm not sure and he continues He say he says when man and woman lie down together. I cover them So God is the protection for sexual intimacy Which means if you're out there and you're in the streets fornicating if you're out there and you're in the streets sleeping with someone else's Spouse if you're out there and you're transgender If you're out there and you're a man sleeping with another man, you're out there as a woman sleeping with your own kind. Guess what? You are not covered by the hand of the Lord because you are engaging in illegal activity, sexual immorality, and the only audience you will have doing that is demons. Please understand that. When a man and a woman lie down together, I cover them and within them, I place the spark, the electrical pulse that kickstarts life but you have decided to redefine it. You have decided that my spark is not life. You have said the child in the womb is not life. You have inverted the image of the ceiling, like your adulterous father, that would be Satan. And now you are God and I am man. I will not have it. I reject you and your redefining. Your works are the works of your father, the fallen one, that would be Satan, for it is written of him. He will think to change times and laws, and the people will fall into his hands. So this one who is speaking, who is being spoken of in Daniel 7.25 is none other than the beast, is none other than the one that has been revealed on this channel, Barack Obama, former president who will be back to bring about the worst most painful most difficult most wicked most evil times that the United States has ever experienced but then what does Revelation 13 say Revelation 13 says that all that the Beast does every power that he will exercise is given to him by the dragon and that would be Satan so God is saying that humanity made a famous painting and depicted rightly the divine order that god put out his hand and when he connected with adam then there was an exchange and adam became a living soul a living man alive because god put life into adam but then god says that now america has redefined everything america says that a child in the womb is not life America says that the spark that God puts from the moment a woman conceives and begins to grow her baby in her womb America has said that that is not life and God says that he rejects that and he rejects all attempts and all claims and all presumption of America to redefine anything So you may be in any other part of the world today and you already know the singular madness for which the United States is famous. For centuries, for time immemorial, all upon this earth have known what a man is and what a woman is. People may have argued about who would be the next Roman ruler. People may have argued what nation to go to war with. People may have argued about where to build a home how many children to have. But the one thing they never argued about is what an Adam is and what an Eve is. But now, at the close of time, at the close of human history, America has risen up like a most evil horn, like a very sick trumpet in the earth. And she is doing nothing more but advertising. Please listen, foreign nations who have picked up this insolence against God. America is doing nothing more than fulfilling who she is in the Bible Americans claim that they are not in the Bible but they definitely are there in the book of Revelation in chapter 18 this is the soiled and filthy cup that gives to the nation's defilement and they run mad off of it Jeremiah spoke of it that the nations have run mad off of the filthy cup of Babylon that is who this nation is And so she rises up in insolence against the Lord, and she presumes to redefine not just history, but even truth, which cannot be changed, for truth is Jesus Christ. And she presumes to redefine morality, redefine reality itself, by saying that up is actually down, and down up. That evil is good and good is evil, Isaiah 5 and 20. But the Bible says, woe to those who do this. Woe to those who substitute bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter, light for dark and dark for light. Woe to those who say that the spark God says is life. It's not life until it has come out and is walking around. For once a woman incubates life. Is there any question as to what that life will be when it comes full term? Can a woman give birth to a donkey? Can a woman bring forth a chimpanzee? Once a woman conceives life, is it not common sense to understand what is coming forth at the end of term? If a tiger conceives a baby tiger inside, is anything else but a tiger coming out at the end of term? Can a tiger bring forth an elephant or a snake bring, bring, bring forth a baboon? If that is not possible, then what is this redefinition of terms? This is an attempt by Satan to usurp creative power that belongs to God alone. Even the creative power that we have as human beings, it is delegated to us. It is God's power. It is not our own. And this is why even in the Bible up to now, when the womb is shut up, what does the scripture always say? And God opened that womb and God caused the barren woman to be able to bring forth. So the creative power is clearly established in God's word as his alone. But now the idolatrous mystery Babylon with New York, her evil horn at the forefront, presumes to take that power away from God and legislate what is life when life begins and what qualifies as free from murder. And God says that he's not having it. He's not having the redefining. He's not having the new speak. He's not having the brand new language of trans, trans man, and cis, and non-binary, and two spirits, and all the other singular madness that is evidence of the cup now being full. Mystery Babylon, please remember that God speaks of cups many times in the Old Testament, but the only person who gets mixed a double portion of everything that she is, is Babylon. Babylon careful with the cup whatever you pour into it the angels will mix it double and then the bible says that you will be made to drink it to the lees, to the dregs to the very last granular portions at the bottom of the cup the bits that nobody wants to drink america new york city you will drink thus says the lord new york i put you away i weep over the innocent My heart is terribly broken and I am repented of your existence. I repent of your existence. I wish that I had never made you in the day that you were made. Abortion is a sin like witchcraft. It is saying that something doesn't exist when it does. Who can bear my works when they are revealed in their glory? Who can bear my mighty miracles when I knit them together in the secret place? Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16. You wicked people are sending back the very ones I have sent to make a way for you and to lead you through your tribulations which are already upon you. You block the ones I have formed for you, sending them back chastised, rejected, and unwanted. Oh, you wicked. And the prophecy for this, it's already been made a video, there was not much to write, is that in December of 2021, I received two visions. One is called the Queen of Heaven. That was a dream. I got that in December 2021. It is not yet a video. But there is a video, and for purposes of this one, I will link it in the description. It is called Fornication and Abortion. These sins remain unless and until you repent and that was also in december 2021 and what happened is i was getting ready to make a totally different video when i began to have an open vision and that vision just broke me down and brought me to tears what i saw was the lord jesus christ in in the heavens so massive he was so 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 massive and he had his arms outstretched and what jesus was holding as in as if encompassing the whole sky was just innumerable babies babies of every color babies so many millions and millions and millions of babies slaughtered babies put to death before they could even come into the world babies unwanted babies kicked back by their mothers and by their fathers and by the abortion clinics and by everyone who participated in their untimely demise and the Lord was cradling all these babies and they were so happy they were so protected But the lord was so angry and he directed me and said celestial tell them that every last one of them who has slaughtered a child and every single last one of them who commits fornication which is sexual activity before you are married he said to make it known that those sins will rest upon the ones who commit them until and unless they repent That means if you do not agree that abortion is a sin and a crime against life, if you do not agree that you do not have the right to engage in sexual activity until you are of proper maturity and are in a legally recognized marriage, if you have any other viewpoint in whatever language you speak, In whatever nation you live, if you have any other view that deviates from what is in the word of God and those views and those beliefs and those, well, I don't agree. And this is too restrictive. And what if the woman was raped, whatever it is that you feel justifies an addendum or a departure from what the word of God says, anything that would enter your heart to cause you to not repent, whether you hold this as a mindset or whether this is something that you have actually done. If you will not repent of it, the Lord said to make it known to you that at the end of your life, when you stand before him to be judged for all that you have done, if you have committed abortion or supported abortion or participated in any way to facilitate abortion even if you only gave her a ride to the clinic and waited in the lobby for moral support if you have committed fornication sexual immorality outside of marriage this includes adulterers this includes those who have lost their spouse and are back in the dating game without a ring on their finger and you do not repent In the midst of all other sins that you may or may not have repented of, you will find those two, fornication and abortion, waiting for you. The title of the prophecy is fornication and abortion. These sins remain until you repent. God says that the taking of the baby's lives is abject wickedness, and that people are blocking his protection. The very protection, he says you block the ones that I formed for you, and you send them back chastised and unwanted. You are wicked. Do you not know of my irrepressible and manifold mercies that rest on homes with children? Do you not know that I can release even 20 angels to watch over the crib of a little one, so that no harm will come to them, and for their sake even an unbelieving father and mother will be covered? Because you have done this, to uncover your nakedness and exploit your flesh for pleasure— yet you sacrifice my infants on the altar of your profanity. I will judge you with a harshness that few have seen in modern times. New York City and every other state of the United States and every other nation that allows and sanctions this abomination, I will judge you with the sharpness of my double-edged sword, which comes from my mouth. Please listen. And your flesh will be curdled, this means to be twisted and shriveled up, your flesh will be burnt and severed and slashed, exactly as you do to my children. I will judge you harshly, New York, you mother of harlotries, profanity and filth. So God is saying here that the love that he has for children, which nobody can question, he says that the love he has for children wraps them up in irrepressible and manifold mercies that will even rest on homes that have children. Now people might be saying, but there's so many children hurt, celestial, and there's so many children who go missing. What are the parents in that house like? The Lord says, I can release. 20 angels to watch over the crib of a little one. But how do all things come from the Father? Do they just drop from the sky? As it is in heaven, so it will be on earth. It is the mouth of people that will call down all God's goodness into our lives. There is no automatic right to these things. Every believer knows that everything we need, even the salvation we live in, how did we get it? Was somebody standing on the street corner and going here? Here's free salvation. Just take it. It's free. No. First, Jesus paid that price on his cross, and then we must come, and we must believe in our hearts, and we must confess with our mouth that he is indeed Lord. And that is the process, salvation by faith through the grace of God that is offered to every man but not received in the same way the protection is there but do people call upon the protection do they pray for their children do they say lord you do say that your angels the angels of the little one, see your face in heaven every day protect my child and let the blessings of a little one rest upon this home children are exposed to the worst elements Because they are in the hands of sometimes wicked, selfish, or even just negligent people. And God says that people exploit their flesh for pleasure. So everyone is out there on every single dating app, just rotating through the morass of human bodies. Just just the way people rotate their tires a couple of times a year, that's how people are rotating their human flesh through multiple beds without care. Sticking things in their arm to protect against the incidental side effects known as babies. But sometimes it doesn't work. And so a person can walk into the abortion clinic four or five times, as many times as is necessary for them to continue a consequence-free life. But God is watching that. He said you're sacrificing babies on the altar of profanity. So the babies are just an unwanted side effect of young men and women, even old men and women, even married men and women wanting to have a good time, but without the side effect of children. And yet God does not see children as a side effect because what he said initially in the book of Genesis is that we should go forth and multiply. And there's only one process by which the multiplication takes place. And it is for married people, a man and his wife, not two men buying a womb, somewhere so they can say, oh no, we're dads, not two women using one of their wombs so they can say, oh, we're moms. Redefinition is not acceptable before God. All who practice it, you may impress people now, you may make the cover of the New York Times. You will stand profane and rejected before the Lord at the end of your life and judged and nothing you have done will fall upon the head of the innocent child because the child didn't ask to be manufactured into your American horror story. The Lord says, if you hear me today and your hearts are frightened, then come out of her. Before I go there, I will finish the end part that I was explaining. God says that if people do not repent of this, you will take part in this judgment. And the judgment is that God says he will judge you with the sharpness of a double-edged sword that comes out of his mouth. And the flesh of people who have done this Whether it's the fornicating or whether it's the after effects of having an abortion, flesh will be curdled and burnt, severed and slashed. And that is exactly what people do to babies when they take the babies for abortion. The babies are just treated as so much beef. They are cut up every which way and hauled out. Or sometimes they are just curdled to nothing because of the abortion pill that basically breaks down a growing human body into clumps of blood. And then they just flush that life casually away. And once they are free of their encumbrance, free of their problem, then people are calling in and saying, how are you feeling today? And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little shaky or I'm in a little pain, but I'll be fine. People have done this multiple times. And now you see them years later when they're ready to be productive because now they found that man who doesn't know their history. And they're like oh so and so and i are trying but i already covered this last year in 2022 the name of the prophecy is future events and the loss of the sea and the lord says you who have put multiple children to death you are cruel and his answer to you is that your womb will be dead you will be cursed with this thing called a hostile womb your womb will basically reject seed after the marital act nothing will happen your womb will not be able to incubate life it will be a he said it will be a dry barren environment and you can go for all the ivf you want and you can cry all you want and take all the herbs you want god says you will not be entrusted with a child because you are wicked and you did not know what to do with children when they came to you in the first place also wombs will be quite slack i saw something called slack womb. I don't even know if that's a medical term, but what I saw is that the uterus was simply unable to hold on to the fetus. So the baby would start to grow. And then just, you, you will not be allowed to be a mother. God will, God will rob you of that right because you robbed the babies of their lives. And so you, he just basically said, you don't deserve one. And this is why when I prophesy these prophecies, I always say about how there will be a massive baby trade in the future to those who remember that I have said these things, such as prophecies as, a man is not a woman. A man can never be a woman. The prophecy, dry rivers, dry wombs. What I saw is that for for abusing the mechanism of life, children began to disappear from the earth, and the next thing that happened is, check the hospitals, they began to be the site of the baby trafficking trade. People come in with the child, and then they come and tell you, oh, the child it's dead and they don't have a baby to show you. And that's because your child is being shipped off to Arizona for half a million dollars because there's a rich couple there that needs one. I saw that people began to engage in surrogacy, young people, young women became all the rage. They were the hottest new accessory for rich people who could not conceive. So they were paying young women to incubate the father seed so that they could have babies. And they were taking care of everything for the young woman and paying her shocking amounts of money. And young women were readily renting themselves out because the money that they were being paid was changing. It was life-changing money. That's one thing. Another thing I saw is stealing of babies. That's right. People literally climbing in through the window. Climbing in through the window at night to rob the crib. Nurses stealing babies from the hospital. And then what happened to the third triplet? that kind of thing, the hospitals engaging in baby theft by pretending that babies were dead. And even in the IVF clinics, baby will, babies were in such demand. And the Lord has brought this word just recently this year, that people will be tricked. You delayed your fertility and you took your eggs and you went and froze them because you wanted to have the YOLO, young life, uh, fear of missing out life. You wanted to be young and sow all the oats and all the wild yams. And guess what? Now, when you want to go and get that egg you froze, those eggs you froze, when you want to go and get that sperm you froze, the Lord said the joke's on you. The hospital, the IVF clinic, the fertility clinic would have been long finished selling your good eggs. And then they will go out and recruit barren people. Tell them, uh, would you be willing to donate eggs? We're trying to do a study. And the woman will say, I can't conceive. And they'll be like, oh, that's all right. We have $20,000 that says that we just need you to be a participant. We want to study good eggs versus bad eggs. And they will take that dead seed, God said. Put your name on it, pop it in the freezer. And when you show up five years later talking about you want to have triplets and twins, all you will have is duds. Absolutely nothing. You would have frozen six, and all six will be empty. That's because all six are various strangers, and they know that no matter how they planted in you, because your name was on the cup, you trust it, you will get nothing. God says the joke is on you for playing with fertility, for playing with life. Surrogacy will rise, buying babies will rise, stealing babies will rise, trafficking babies will rise all of this plus he said severe slashing death so there will be death these judgments are probably much later when the country now is seized by physical enemies you find them coming into your condo and then just violently attacking you end your life but written against your name two or three babies that you ended the life and you never thought to repent you never thought that God would care. All you thought is that you were being part of the modern, I need to take care of this life. Be careful of God, America. Be very careful. You have no idea who you are playing with. You have been sold a Santa, a mystery, a ghost, a lie. Your pastors have failed you. Be careful with the Lord of hosts. You do not know this person and you have very limited time to get in the word of God and find out who is this that I'm talking about because I am talking about the real God, the real Jesus, what he has done historically and what he will do again. The time is very short for you to get your ducks in a row. If you hear me today, says the Lord, and your hearts are frightened, then come out of her. He means abandon completely this immoral and filthy lifestyle come out of Babylon and her prostitute ways and no longer waste yourself with her. Bend your stiff, proud neck, bow your knees and bend down and worship me. Apologize to me. And repent of your sin so this is before you start crying and before you start saying things like i didn't know you knew let's not be disingenuous there's no way that you can take life there is no way that you can go through that harrowing process that hammers your body there is no way that you saw all the people outside the abortion clinic you walked past them insulting them chanting my body my this my that my this abortion is health care You had all the placards, you made all the shirts. But now that you hear that there are consequences for sin, all of a sudden you didn't know and you were in a tough place. Don't be disingenuous when it comes to God. I've always said, go and watch the entire repentance playlist. Repentance doesn't work if you make excuses for your sin. You are a liar and the truth is not in you. 1 John 1, verses 5 to 10. If you say that you have no sin, which means you excuse the sin and you try to make it less and you try to tamp it down because you think that tamping it down is cute god hates that because god respects the one who says against you only and you have i sinned this is psalm 51. the first person i transgressed again was you god Psalm 32, when I held my sin in, I was weak with my groaning and my bones grew old and my vitality shriveled up like the desert. This is God saying that people who make excuses for sin, you dry up like a reed. We can all look at you and we can tell that something is wrong there and it's not the marijuana that you're smoking people who lie about their sin. You cannot access the compassion, the great compassion and mercy that is inside Jesus Christ. You must fully acknowledge, blaming no one. If you claim that you were too young and you had the abortion, then you were too young to be having sex in the first place and you are still a fornicator and you must repent for that and the taking of the life because nobody dragged you into the clinic. If you were dragged, you can definitely bring that up to the Lord as a mitigating factor. Because there are mothers and fathers out there who force their children, who threaten not to look after them, who threaten to disown them and cast them out of the house. And as a 14-year-old, that must be scary. But at the same time, as a 14-year-old, wouldn't you agree that you're supposed to be in school getting good grades and not laying shacked up with men? So there may be multiple angles to consider, but what matters most is a clean slate An honest confession, taking responsibility before God. If you were not ready to be a mother, you should not have been engaging in the activities that make people mothers. Just a moment, please. And so the Lord says, apologize to me and repent of your sin. Repent if you have emptied your womb and say to me. And this is the prayer that the Lord gave me when he was speaking this to me listen and pray it as often as you need to until you feel the weight sin is like a weight that is why Hebrews 12 says well then let us run this race set before us laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us sin is a trap sin is a whole lie sin is a movie premiere and then when you actually get into it it is just the death of your soul, your spirit, and eventually your physical body. If you continue with it, it is a whole lie, a complete lie from the pit of hell. It is a lie that it will comfort you and keep you. It is just a trap so that Satan can have your soul and use you to laugh at God. I have another one of your evil lambs that could not be saved. Don't be that person because of your hard heart, because you are stubborn because you are willfully ignorant of what the Bible says. And you think that lack of knowledge of the word of God and ignoring prophecy is also a flex. Here is the prayer. Pray this prayer and allow this to be the foundation. Expand on this prayer until you feel that heaviness leaving you, until you can feel that God has rolled that rock away and accepted your confession and your repentance, Lord God almighty. I recognize today that you are the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are merciful and good, kind and loving. Forgive me father for I have sinned. I misused my body sorely and I have brought your judgment upon myself. But now I ask for mercy in my time of need. I repent of what I have done and I ask you to forgive me and accept me, please. And wash me of this blood that I have spilled. Wash me now, O Lord, with your blood that takes away the very root of my iniquity and makes me white as snow. I receive your forgiveness, eternal Lord. And I thank you for giving me mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I pray, amen. And you can extend that prayer for as long as you need to. You can explain to God from your hearts what led you down that dark path. And fornicators, you do the same, for you have given your body over as instruments of unrighteousness. And instruments of unrighteousness are going to be dealt with by a righteous God in a way that I guarantee you, you will not like it. When the Lord puts his hands on you for any and every form of sexual immorality that you may still be walking in defending or clinging to the Lord says, if you will do this and repent, I will receive you. But if you will not, I also will not, this is the word to New York city. I pray that the Lord will have mercy on his true remnant church and his true servants, and his true children, as few as they are in New York City. Lord, your people cry to you daily on behalf of the sins of this city, and they cry to you daily for forgiveness. Have mercy on those in New York City who repent, and in the whole state of New York. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's voice. These are the words of the Lord delivered in the same stance, delivered in the same way that he gives them to me. When the Lord has fury for our sins, please never expect me to come here with soft words and to come here with caveats and to come here with side paths to say the Lord will do this but you know God is gentle and God is no the word will be whole the word will be integrous the word will be straightforward so that all can understand and no one can say she held some things back and I was confused you will never claim to be confused when you come to the master's voice prophecy blog you will know exactly what the Lord has to say how he feels if there are exceptions, the exceptions will be brought forward. And if there are no exceptions, then the word will be whole for a whole judgment will come across, come upon America in the end anyway. And I will be true to the assignment and the mandate that I have been given. God bless you. God open the ears of even the stubborn that they will turn aside from the path that is rushing into hell. There are many people in this country, many people are on a collision course with hell. And the judgment that will overtake them will be so fast that you won't be even able to get the words out of your mouth. Lord, I'm so, you will be cut off. And that is the stance that you will be holding when we rise to be judged before the Lord. I'm Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.